is a podcast for anyone and everyone who wants to discover more about the arts or about the Fairfax Youth Program. Fairfax is a great way for our rural youth to enhance their beliefs of what they could be or achieve in their near future. This episode, we will explore the artists that helped the Fairfax youth to indulge themselves in this theatrical experience in 2019. Now, let's meet these fabulous artists that came far and wide from all over Australia. My name is Chris Huntley-Turner. Elias. Jordan Barr. Kayla Hamill. Lucky Woods. Laura Berzicott. Samuel Russo. I'm working with Tullybuck Central School. Chafee Secondary College. The Swan Hill Special School. St. Mary MacKillop College. Redcliffe's Secondary College. Menangatang Peter 12. Tyrrell College. Let's dive a bit deeper into what these artists do. I'm an actor and director. Uh, worked in the UK for a little while and then subsequent to returning back to the Southern Hemisphere, I've almost worked pretty exclusively in uh, Shakespearean performance. Uh, I also run two theatre companies. I run the Fledgling Theatre Company, which is a new work company, which I started in the UK. Uh, and I run another theatre company called Bardwork, which is a, uh, it brings 90-minute short, sharp Shakespeare to pubs around Melbourne and Sydney. So my background as an actor is all in screen. So I've been doing acting for screen for uh, 10 years now. I studied musical theatre and I do mainly theatre making um, and also stand-up comedy. My background is essentially I'm a performer, I'm a theatre performer and I'm also a clown doctor. So I work at the Royal Children's Hospital and the Monash Hospital and I go in and create sort of sublime moments of joy and laughter for parents, staff and children alike. Actor, I trained at the Victorian College of the Arts nearly 10 years ago and uh, since then I've mostly worked in main stage theatre. I also work as a photographer and I also work as a voiceover artist so I have a fairly diverse practice in a way and I also work between kind of more traditional modes of artistic practice and also commercial creative practice. I'm an actor and a singer. I primarily at the moment are working with an acapella group called Ginger and Tonic. So we tour around Australia doing sort of comedy cabaret. Also an actor and, and you know love anything really to do with being on stage. I am an actor and a theatre maker um, of, of many different forms. Um, I work mainly in live performance theatre. I work a lot in comedy and physical theatre are sort of my true loves. But what really makes them so passionate about being an artist? My favourite part about being an artist is the one or two times when it is when you achieve something. No, I don't mean that achieving kind of like getting a gig or something on those ones, but when you do something that you couldn't do before and now you can. Being an artist, I guess, is just kind of emotionally responding to everything in your environment. As soon as you learn not to be self-conscious, Kind of my day-to-day -day just involves walking around and responding to the world around me and trying to express that and that is a really liberating thing and it teaches you emotional intelligence and it teaches you how to have relationships with people because you become like really honest and um, dimensional and relatable and that's a really rewarding life. Figuring out how much 
we all have in common, like across the schools. And I think my favorite thing about Fairfax is just watching people making friends. I think it's really sweet and watching people get excited about stuff. To witness them changing yeah. is is a really wonderful thing and to, to witness those moments of just magic either between two performers or a performer really understanding what the audience wants is so beautiful and it's really it's really great to watch their humanity like on display and for them not to be hiding behind it hiding behind that teenage facade of I don't care about things. The thing that's so amazing about this week is the artists not just the visiting artists but the students are like you have skills that you know maybe they're your back pocket skills they're not the ones that you kind of showcase all the time you know most people in your life might identify you as oh Lockie the actor or says the media person or whatever it might be and and so so you kind of you wear that hat but at Fairfax given it's time poor you know a little bit under-resourced well you know, whatever was in your back pocket, suddenly it's like, no, that's a really valuable skill and yeah. we need that on the table and we need it now and you get to step into that, you get to wear different hats, you get to um, assume different roles and that's exciting and kind of eye-opening yourself. Just meeting these young people, like, I love it and I think, I just, I just, I love being on their level and I think that's what Fairfax is really, what we're really good at is we don't come in and go, oh, well, I'm this and I do this in the real world, so you should respect me. It's not that at all. It's coming in, we're all equal. We're all, you know, just getting through life and we all come from, you know, different worlds and I think that's my favourite part. Favourite thing about being an artist is giving people the opportunity to see art that at once transports them somewhere outside of the moment that they're in and the life that they live and at the same time gives them the opportunity to reflect on the moment that they're in and the life that they live. And I think that's what art does in the most phenomenal way. You go and see a piece of theatre or you watch a film or you listen to music and it takes you somewhere else and you can forget about your troubles. But it also gives you the opportunity to think about your life and who you are and the people you know and the way you see and imagine and connect and relate to the world. Many of our Fairfax artists wanted to inspire and encourage the youth by telling them... I just want to tell them that, like, they're enough. Mm. I just want to tell them that, like, everyone's unique and they don't need to fit in a box. And I certainly can't fit in a box and they shouldn't. Mm. I suppose what I want to do is probably not the content that I teach, although I'd like to, I'd like to give them that content, but I think more importantly, I'd like to show them that I am who I am and I'm unapologetic, unapologetic for of it and it's taken me a while to get to this spot um, but you, 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 you can, I am, I don't pretend to be anyone else and they don't need to pretend to be anyone else. I hope that the amount of artists here were diverse enough that they can each identify themselves in at least one of us piece of advice that I think I remember getting at uni or something that I thought was really helpful was take the work seriously not yourself Mm -hmm. and I hope that in this throughout this week we we inspire the students to feel like they can take risks and make mistakes Mm -hmm. and make a fool of themselves because you can't make amazing work without making mistakes and without embarrassing yourself It, it takes risks and I hope that after this week we've encouraged these students to really believe that because it's one thing to know that but to really believe that you can put yourself out there and be vulnerable is a whole other thing. I want them to try to apply all these skills of 
of workshopping, of failing, but then getting back up and trying again. Um, I want them to apply that to everything. I think that these clowning workshops have really helped those kids become curious rather than you know they're on a task they must get to the end. I hope that the kids get out of this experience that they get the dynamic of creative exchange how vibrant it is how socially dynamic it is how inspiring it is. I'm not saying that these young artists have to um, you know go oh, I'm gonna be an actor for the rest of my life I think it's just making sure there is a creative part to your life. I think as we get older, we lose that part, that part, you know, that imagine, you know, your imagination and that creative part. It kind of gets smaller and smaller, I think, as we get older and responsibilities come on and, you know, and you have to pay your rent and you have to do all those adult mm. things. But I think it's so important to nurture that creative and curiosity, like the curiosity, you know, in our brains. So in the world today, it's very hard to take risks. People don't like taking risks. Mm. And we also live in a world where being creative and vulnerable and sensitive is a great, great risk. Probably always has been because vulnerability and sensitivity have been, you know, historically linked to weakness, which mm. is fundamentally incorrect. But you know, you see them, they're like being so brave and they're doing things that they, they're stepping outside of their comfort zone. And the reality is that when you step out into the world after you leave school, it doesn't matter if you want to be an actor or you want to be a doctor or you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a farmer, anyone, you know, whatever you want to be, there's going to be times in your life where you have to face things that are uncomfortable and you have to face things that are challenging and you have to be brave. And to be able to rise to those challenges with confidence, using your own body, your own voice, their skills that you can take to the bank like they are they are fundamentally important things to be able to go into your workplace or into your family and be confident expressive and be able to take risks is an amazing thing and they're doing that here all week that's what they're being asked they're being asked to do on repeat in different formats take a risk be yourself be brave i hope that they're inspired by themselves and that and they're inspired by their ability to take risks and reap the rewards of them I mean, there's so many ways, like, you know, the fundamental ability to, you know, try something that you've never tried before, if they could harness that one principle and be okay to do that in other areas of their life, I feel like that would be amazing. I feel like the best way that us as a group of artists will, will inspire them is by reminding them that we were all, we were all where they are. And I don't mean that as in, like, they could do what we do now they may not want to and they may not be interested in that or they may and that's awesome but mm. in terms of you know what you get as a collection of artists is a group of confident articulate brave adults who we're all here taking a risk too you know mm. like we don't know what's going to happen we don't know how things are going to turn out every time we get up to teach a workshop it could go horribly wrong <laughs> we could embarrass ourselves it could be bad but we do it anyway we rock up and we do it and I think if, if we can connect with the students on that level and they can see that it, it's as it's much as, as an act of bravery for us as it is for them then that's a really good lesson. An event like Fairfax is really great at showing the importance of sharing skills and knowledge with the youth about the arts. Um, give these kids something that I never got when I was at school a bit of an understanding of Shakespeare and a feeling that I not afraid of it. I grew up in Wollongong. Everyone I knew went into kind of the same work that their parents did. Mm -hmm. So it was this really conventional pathway. And I grew up thinking 
like I wasn't going to fit in to that kind of expectation. Mm. Discovering that you can have a viable career as an artist totally opened up my world. There's these kids in these small towns who don't have a diverse range of mentors. And there's always going to be a handful of kids who feel like they don't fit in. And if they meet someone from a world other than their own, that can like change their lives. I really just want to change things up for these kids. I mean, in Swan Hill, there's a lot more access than other rural communities around Swan Hill. But here, a lot of their theatre is just dance or a Steadfords or music theatre. And so many of these kids might not be interested in in doing musical theatre. They might want to do physical theatre. They might want to do absurdism. They might want to do clowning. And I think it's just like, I need to do this. Like, I need to show these kids that there is other options that they have. I think clowning is a really wonderful way of opening people up to themselves so they're aware of the audience and aware of their surroundings and knowing that whatever they're doing is enough. All of the weeks where artists are visiting the schools and having those very intimate relationships with the schools and the staff and the students there, I think what those do are they they create safety and opportunity to share, to tell story, to be self-expressed through surprising ways and in that students get the opportunity to find out things about themselves they 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 go through experiences of self-discovery they become more self-aware they learn about they develop more emotional intelligence through the process and those skills when you're going through i guess adversity of of being a teenager i think those skills are invaluable i feel like sometimes in these regional areas they don't get the opportunities that people get in urban and sort of city areas so I think it's really important especially at schools like Menangatang who don't really have an arts department like what you get in the cities Um, you know they don't really do drama they don't really do you know theatre studies Mm. so it's really I think it's really important that they get that opportunity I think, you know, we live in a world where creativity is undervalued and we're heading towards a world where creativity is going to be essential. I am here to teach them elements of my performance practice, share it with them and ask things of them. But at the same time, through doing that with them, I'm constantly learning stuff about my own practice and about arts and ways to improve things and do things better and that is the the beauty of collaboration you know this is a collaboration i've learned things from them when i watch them doing things they come up with ideas that actually are new ways to think of things that i never have being creative and innovative and having the ability to express and communicate is going to be vital to all of us making sure that these kids see this as an option. I think that you can use sort of the principles of what we've been teaching as in Fairfax in a whole load of other different areas as well. So just knowing that there isn't always a straight and narrow, you can kind of deviate from the path a little bit. You can find different ways to solve problems. Theatre is a way of self-expression that is very real and useful for our artists at Fairfax. And here's what they have to say about the importance of the youth utilising theatre and acting as a way to let out their stress and get creative instead. Mental health and wellbeing is the number one issue, that number one health issue that grips everyone. It's something that is up until now being widely overlooked. Like wellbeing 
is the same as going to the gym and looking after your physical health. And I suppose actors and artists are, are fortunate that they get a vessel to be able to acknowledge their feelings and process them and deal with them in a way that isn't uh, destructive, I suppose. Definitely. So I think the arts tends to lean towards that kind of sense of getting your feelings out and all this kind of stuff because there's no other creative discipline there's no other discipline that allows that you know like we're told the students are told to sit down and shut up and listen and absorb the knowledge but not everyone works that way i wouldn't want to be a kid now yeah. it would suck to be a teenager now in the age of the mobile phone and social media just they don't get to switch off the technology means they're at anyone's beck and call 24 hours a day seven days a week yeah. and I am too, because I've got a mobile phone and I have social media, and we all are, but we've all had an opportunity to grow up first and then deal with that. These kids are growing up always being on call. What comes with not being able to switch off, which is the judgment of others. Oh, okay, yeah. So switching off that judgment of going, what are people going to think if I do this? Mm. Because school used to be six hours and then they'd go home and that was it. And then they could do whatever they wanted with their family or their safe place or kicking a ball around or riding their bike or going to arts clubs or calisthenics classes or dance classes or whatever it is. And that was a space for them to be able to switch off that judgment mm. and commit to something. And they don't have that anymore because they've always got a phone in their pocket that's reminding them of the judgment that's out there, the judgment that exists, the judgment that's part of their society. Switching off is key, and if we can't let them switch off or we can't give them the time to switch off, we need to give them another skill set, and the arts is that skill set. And I think Fairfax is the first step for a lot of these kids to acknowledging the judgment that's present in their lives and going, oh, yeah, but it doesn't always have to be like that. Mm. I can go to school and I can get judged or people will judge me for my liking of these things. But I can go away for four days and I can find people who are like-minded in terms of the things they are. They are out there and they don't judge me for those things. Yeah, I think like when you're a student and you're going to a school, you have to behave in a particular kind of way yeah. and you constantly have to censor yourself and you have to be the good student. And in the arts, you don't have to apologize for who you are. You're allowed to be a more flexible individual. The arts is about bringing everything that's going on inside you, not hiding your vulnerability and not hiding your anxiety. And knowing that a powerful performer is one that connects with other people and is relatable. Yeah. And all of the experiences that you're having as a young person coming into an overwhelming environment is really relatable. And the um, arts industry only expects you not to hide that. Yeah. So it's an incredibly like, encouraging space for them. I'm trying to teach them at the moment that they are amazing just as they are. So I notice there are a handful of students in this cohort who have come together who are got like bag loads of confidence but there are a whole lot of kids who kind of sit on the periphery and they're shy and almost uh, the more confident other students are the more their self-consciousness begins to grow so in my like one-on-one -on -one sessions with these kids particularly for the screen acting course I'm trying to sit with them and be like there is a place for you in the arts 
and you are valuable as a person. Being afraid of like large crowds and audiences and getting stage fright is totally fine and you don't have to be like the other kids who are able to get up on stage and do that. There's a place for you within this arts community in which you can thrive. And so screen performance, for instance, is an art form where even if you're nervous and shy and you speak quietly, that's okay as long as it's truthful and you're not apologising for who you are. When you're at that age, you constantly wrestling with this internal voice that can be really cruel sometimes and be telling you that you're not enough and you see some students kind of wrestling with that voice all the time and it can be like really um, deprecating and debilitating mm. and I look at them and I'm like that is so unfair that you have this voice going on and that you're kind of suffering through this mm. so the Fairfax week for instance, might be the only time in which they have a mentor from outside a school community who can tell them, actually, like, I see you um, and you are strong. Anxiety is, is pretty intense in, in high school. I think we're on a, the right track now in terms of acknowledging it. I mm. think that before we just be like, oh, these teenagers, they're a really important vital voice and anxiety is a legitimate feeling. They shouldn't be made to push aside just because of the hormones and because of the changing and mm. all that kind of stuff going on. I think that we can channel that into something outside of sport. Mm. Some people use sport as a way to sort of work through something and other people use reading or escaping in different ways. For me, when I was going through high school, I found the creative community really vital. Um, they weren't even like a, like my core group of friends, but it was always good to go there and explore different ideas. If things aren't working 100% well or if you're not doing well at school and or if you're struggling with friends and stuff like that, the things like Fairfax and drama encourages you to be, to try different things. Arts is more than just putting on a show for people because it does allow you to express negativity positivity just a huge spectrum of things that you can't necessarily do in that school-like structure such a sort of one track lane that you've got to go down through school whereas with creative arts you can explore those emotions that you're feeling without having to be articulate without having to share it with the workshops we're doing. It's been really nice to get the kids to try different things and to have a discussion about it afterwards in a really safe space and to have them say, I was really frustrated with this. I didn't like doing this. But then instead of saying, you're wrong in feeling that, just ask them why. And it's really getting them in tune with their body so that you know they end up being a lot more aware. And so they're not projecting that kind of negative energy into environments that aren't necessarily appropriate. All of the weeks where artists are visiting the schools and having those very intimate relationships with the schools and the staff and the students there, I think what those do are they, they create safety and opportunity to share, to tell story, to be self-expressed through surprising ways and in that students get the opportunity to find out things about themselves. They, they, they go through experiences of self-discovery, they become more self-aware, they develop more emotional intelligence through the process and those skills when you're going through I guess adversity of, of being a teenager, I think those skills are invaluable. 
the festival itself and the coming together of all of these schools for kids that are in remote or regional communities that may be the quirky kid or the outsider or just don't feel like they just they don't quite fit in i think for those kids they have just arrived here in swan hill they've been bussed in as have all these other kids from across the the murray mallee that are their equivalents at other schools so they they have community they have instant community and and all of those feelings of not belonging or being a little bit odd or not quite fitting in, they're suddenly absolved because they have sense of place, they have sense of community. Well, I just think creative living, you know, doing things creative or artistic, it just it gives you a way to express what you're going through. And I think Fairfax, this Fairfax week in particular, has kind of given these kids a platform to do all of those things so and I think you know so if you are you know a slightly sort of bigger personality you know yeah you can get up and sing but then they've got film working you know filmmaking um, uh, sort of screen acting workshops that do cater to people who are a little bit more reserved or who are a little bit more vulnerable I suppose um, so I think that's why Fairfax is so great at nurturing that way of expressing it's a really interesting way into material and it's really good for um all people but particularly young people when you spend so much time locked in your own mind and trying to decide what's right and wrong or good or bad doing things that were physical and allowed me to express myself through my body rather than my mind or my voice gave me a lot of freedom to find new ways that were less self-conscious for me to be creative and to be imaginative and to perform Human beings are relational creatures and as much as our relationships and the way we communicate and work with each other is becoming more and more technology based, while that is true in one case, we are still physical beings and I think it's really important for, for my practice as being physical practice, it's really important that we continue to explore the way in which human bodies interact and, and how body language works, how we communicate without our words, you know, because I feel like we're losing the ability to do that. Certainly as a teenager, you really are growing and you're really discovering and that can be a very vulnerable time and you're learning things and you're nervous about the future. I feel like the, the ability to express that is really, really important. I guess the reason it's important is because I think that those skills are as fundamentally important as reading and writing and maths. I think that learning how to be expressive and creative and physical and emotional are as significant skills to learn in your young life as any other skills and I think that those skills in terms of being able to understand yourself and others communicate with yourself and others effectively and understand your your mind and your body those things are transferable to anything you ever do in your life as much as reading and writing. Thank you for listening to our artist's outlook on Fairfax 2019. Big thank you to all of the students and schools for participating in Fairfax. These schools were Swan Hill Specialist School, St. Mary MacKillop College, Chafee Secondary College, Menangatang P12, Tulibuck Central School, Redcliffe Secondary College, Tyrrell College. Thank you to all of the artists for contributing your efforts and commitment to Fairfax. Sam Russo. Jordan Barr, Kayla Hamill, Elias Brown, Laura Berzicott, Chris Huntley-Turner, and Lachlan Woods. Thank you to all of the teachers for attending Fairfax and 
using your efforts to get your school to participate and commit to Fairfax. Talia Henderson, Vicky Arthur, Grace Green, Phil Matthews, Bethany Sherwell, Megan Purdle, Bridget Caruso. Big thank you to the kitchen staff for catering the food over the Fairfax week, the technology and production team for working behind the scenes in making this event so spectacular. For the staff around the town hall, thank you to our camp mentors, Sez, Emma, Baden. Thank you to the organizers and donors that helped make Fairfax happen. Bryce Ives, Patrick, big thank you to Greg, big thank you to Lorraine, Chelsea, Vicky Fairfax, big thank you to the Swan Hill Council, Camley Cullinay, and lastly, thank you to you for listening to our podcast of Fairfax 2019. And if you were attendee of Fairfax, thank you so much for attending this fabulous program. We really appreciate all the support for Fairfax and we do hope that it continues. So thank you once again from our Fairfax team.